I'm so thankful that God has blessed so, so mightily a minister out of this church that he, he told me with tears, he calls me sis. He says, sis, I love this church. This is home. And you've heard him say those words every week or every year when he comes in the summertime. This is home. This is where I was saved. This is where I was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is where my children were born and baptized. And this is where the Lord launched me into the missionary field. So I just wanted to bring you up to speed with that. I appreciate your patience. And we would love to have had him here in person, but it just wasn't feasible for him or for us at this time. So we just pray the Lord's blessing upon it. And Don's calling him right now. my wonderful friends and, and people that I love so much in the home church in Campbell, California. I appreciate Sister Debbie and pray for her all the time. I am sorry I was not to be there for Brother Henry's funeral. Uh, all of the best are getting older, but I still keep preaching. Uh, teach Bible school two to three days a week, but we want to thank you so much for your help throughout the years. Camel, I love the Camel Church. That's where I got started preaching. That's where I was, Delilah and I were young people's leaders for two years, and then we went into the ministry in June of 1960. So I've been now preaching for 62 years. And there are 61 years, and God is so good. And I just want to greet you wonderful people and ask God to bless the church. I, I pray for you constantly. I, I still love my home church where I got filled with the Holy Spirit and dedicated my, my, my boys, my babies, and uh, was youth leader for two years. And so we just thank God for the home church. I just appreciate you so much, and and your faithful prayers have supported my ministry. I just thank you. I, it's a it's a miracle what God has done, and how that today I have a close to 300 churches and around 80 to 90 thousand believers, and I just thank God for it. And it's people that the home churches pray for me all of these years, and. We just appreciate it so much. I, I just want to thank you once again. I have uh, something today that I will teach you. Being I preached for 61 years, I did not know this until two months ago. And two months ago, I got a little magazine. I bought a little book, book in a Bible store, uh, when I went there about three months ago, I was in the baby's uh, little twins' birthday, first year birthday, the little twin girls, my great granddaughters. And I went to there to the Bible store and I bought this little book and it had about the life of Clement. Now, I want you to open your Bible in Philippians 4 3. And I didn't know anything about Clement. I'm 
I took Bible school studies. Uh, no one, everyone I've ever met has never told me anything about enjoyment. They didn't know either. And uh, all the ministers I've talked to, they said, Clement, we don't know anything about Clement. But I found out who Clement was. And Philippians 4, 3 says, And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. And I had read this before in Philippians, but I didn't know what Clement was. Clement was the pastor of the church at Rome. When Peter and Paul went to visit Rome, Clement was the pastor. He was a young man like Timothy. He was in his late 20s. And this proves that Peter could not have been the pastor of Rome. Clement was. And Clement was a man of God who worked together with Apostle Paul and labored as a pastor of Rome. Now, he did make one error. And you and I might wonder why the Roman Catholic Church called their ministers priests instead of pastors. Well, all goes back to Clement. In the year 90 or 98, he wanted to uh, change. He said, I like the name of priest in the Old Testament. He said, I want the Roman Church, instead of calling me pastor, to call me priest. So it's been a long time, over 2,000 years, that the Roman Church has called their ministers priests. Now, of course, we know it's the Roman Catholic Church. But when Clement was pastor, it was good in doctrine. He just changed the name to pastor. He wanted to be called priest. So that's the history I learned. He was a good man. But he, he wanted that in, and it's amazing, it's, it's there today. Of course, they didn't go into false doctrine until about the third, middle of the 3rd century. And uh, so they, they began to start in false doctrine. But for the first 250 years, they were, they were a good church. But uh, they got into false doctrine as they have today with all of their foolishness and prayers will say, you know, it's the blood of Jesus Christ. You, can pray, you can't pray to Mary and get saved. you got to pray to Jesus. And Jesus, he's the Savior. He's our Lord. He's our Master. Amen. And so uh, I just wanted the Campbell Church to, to learn something that I learned in 61 years of preaching that I didn't know. And uh, so I'm glad that you can say, well, old Brother Skip taught me something. And uh, But my message is about knowing the mysteries of the gospel. There's many things in the gospel I don't understand. And, of course, I, I, I just go by the word. And, and, uh, but Paul said, knowing the mystery of the gospel. And uh, uh, we find that that in Colossians, the uh, first chapter, and the twenty fifth to the twenty ninth 
verse, it says, Well, I am made a minister according to the dispensations of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ah, the mystery that Jesus Christ dwells within us, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. And we find that Paul said, the mystery is Christ in us. How did you know and I know we're going to heaven? Christ in us. This Jesus that dwells within us. This Jesus that lives within us. And also, we, we realize that the mystery of preaching, 1 Corinthians, the first chapter in the 21st verse says, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You're gathered there this morning. You come to worship God, and you came to hear preaching. That, that, that's God's plan. We have to preach the word of God. Uh, we realize that uh, Sister Debbie, every Sunday, gathers there and ministers and preaches a message that God has laid on her heart. That's God's plan, the preaching of the gospel. It's, it's, it's amazing how that God has dedicated this plan. And still one of the main things I enjoy is a good preacher. I enjoyed a good preacher. We had a young man from Argentina preaching in our convention that we held, and he preached the message on the heart that when we had the elections the next day, nobody thought. Everybody was happy, and they said, that message got to us. said, man, that boy preached. He's a, he's a boy. What to me? He's a boy. He's in his 40s. <laughs> and I, I, of course, way up there in the high 80s now, but anyway, I realized that preaching is, is something that gets hold of you, that I enjoy. But it was God's plan that the preaching of the gospel would bring forth souls, that preach hearts and cause them to believe. It takes the Holy Spirit. And we realize that, that the Lord moves and makes manifest in his presence in the preaching of the gospel. And it's, it's wonderful when we see that Christ in us, the hope of glory. And then also we find in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and, and uh, it speaks about knowing the mystery uh, of the gospel. And Ephesians 6, 18 and 19 and 20, it reads this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all preservance, or preservance and supplication for all saints. 
And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Once again, the mystery of the gospel, Jesus Christ in us, abiding in us, dwelling in us, touching us, and healing us. The mystery of divine healing. I, I don't understand until this day why that we'll pray for some will be healed and others won't be healed. Just last month I was preaching in, in Chappas and was at our convention and I preached and called people down for prayer. We, we had a crowd that was <laughs> close to a thousand and, and a lot of them down there praying. And uh, I prayed this lady and I felt the touch of God. And she immediately began to praise God and shake under the power of God. And uh, after I finished the service, they had a, being it was a special service, they had dinner and they fixed chicken with moldy and rice. And, and I sat down with the pastor and a couple other ministers there were there, rather more than a couple, a lot of ministers there, and we were all eating our dinner, and she came up to me and she said, I would like to sit down and eat with you. I said, sure. She said, when you touched me this morning, she said, I have not been able to eat for a week. My jaw hurt me so bad. My gums were all swollen. She said, I could not eat a bite. I had to take everything with a, through a straw with liquids. But she said, right now, I feel like I need a meal. And she sat now alongside her then, and she ate a big meal. She said, my, I feel wonderful. God has healed me. The mystery of healing. She was immediately touched, and completely her gums went down. Her jaw immediately straightened up, and she ate her first meal in a week and totally healed by the power of God. And she just praised God. And we don't understand the mystery of divine healing, why some are healed and others aren't. Uh, it, it, it's, it's in Jesus' hand. So we always pray for everybody. You never know which one's going to get healed and which one isn't. I mean, that's, that's Jesus is the healer, and he knows what he's doing, and so we just trust in him. But once again, it's a mystery. You can... Be in a meeting and pray for 20 people and, and God might heal 10 and God might not heal other 10. You never know what, because it's in his hands. And these people will say, I guarantee healing. No, the healing comes from Jesus. I can guarantee you we've got a Jesus that can heal. I've been healed and we know you've been healed, but we know that it all comes from him. And I can never brag and say, I can guarantee you. No, 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 no. I can guarantee you, you get life eternal if you follow Jesus. I guarantee you home in heaven. But I can't guarantee you that Jesus is going to come out and raise you up or uh, do this or that. Because healing is a mystery. And you and I both know that you've been uh, ministering like I have for 60 years and preaching the gospel and praying for many. I've seen 26 blind people healed. But I prayed for a lot of others, a lot of eyes weren't open. But I do thank the Lord for opening uh, 10 people of both eyes and 16 of one eye. And I just thank God. He's such a good Lord. He's such a glorious Lord. He's so wonderful. 
He is alive and alive forevermore. And we believe His power is the same today, yesterday, and forever. I know that many times we don't we don't see His hand at work, but these signs must follow them that believe. Well, I teach the Bible school boys and girls. We have a good class this year, 22. I go over and preach, teach them two hours in two to three days a week. And I enjoy that so much. Of course, I get to eat there with them because I get tired of having to fix my own food, you know. But then uh, a lot has gone to heaven. I'll tell you, and you get tired of having to fix your own food. But we realize that uh, these things happen and, and life, you know, we're here today and gone tomorrow. But Christ in, the soul, in us, you know, the hope of glory. Uh, we we so read like that. Then also the mystery of the Trinity. In Colossians 2, uh, chapter, Colossians 2, 1 and 2. And uh, it speaks of the mystery of the Trinity. You know, the Trinity is, a, is something that uh, uh, is hard to explain. And I've dealt with oneness believers, but uh, uh, here it says, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the place, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together into love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. We right there is mentioned three, the Holy Spirit is not mentioned right there, but he's part of the Trinity. But here we see God the Father in Christ. And, you know, it's, it's uh, I, te- I have dealt with oneness ministers and they just look at that and they don't <laughs> they say we don't understand it because it's just one they take me back to John but they don't fully understand that uh, we have the three that God when Christ spoke on the cross he wasn't speaking to himself he's speaking to his father and we realize that it's amazing how you'll meet people who have a hard time understanding the Word of God and have a hard time discerning the right of the Word of God. But we're living in a day where things, you know, are, are different. You have these ministers on television, one preach one thing and another preach another thing. And I'm so happy that, that Sister Debbie has experience and has years and grew up there in the church and She's going to teach you the right, and you're going to have the right in the Campbell Church. I thank God for that. But when we go back to the mysteries, when we we don't fully understand the mystery of divine healing, and pray for people, and we can see people healed. And and I I I remember when Brother Chema anointed me way back in in 1964. He looked at me and he said, Brother Kincaid, he said, have you seen blind people healed? I said, no. He said, have you seen people healed of cancer? I said, no. He said, well, 
He said, the Lord gives him. And he stuck out his hand, and the Lord knocked me to the ground. Boy, I fell on the platform on the concrete. No one got, caught me. Wham! Down I go on the concrete. I laid there for half an hour. Well, when I got up, I said, well, Lord, boy, I felt the power of God. Draw. I said, you really touched me today. Well, later, I went to northern Mexico in Sonora. Two months later. And I preached this sermon. I tell how God healed me as a boy in my, my crippled leg. And how Mama fasted uh, 21 days. The end of 21 days, the Lord spoke to her and said, Today, your boy will walk. That day, I got up and walked. Doctor said I'd be in a wheelchair for life. But Jesus came down and touched me. So I realized that I think that's the reason why I I never ever taken alcohol or smoked or drugs. We didn't have drugs back in my days. It was all alcohol and stuff. But anyway, God always I realized He 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 kept me. He healed me. And I couldn't be a traitor to my Jesus. Uh, but I gave my testimony, and pretty soon I seen this big, tall, yakky Indian come in. He was taller than me. And they let him in. Well, I asked how many wanted to accept Jesus when they finished preaching, and he raised his hand. Well, they let him down, except for the Lord. Uh, I said, well, I was praying for the sick. I said, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to anoint your eyes and... and and asked the Lord to open your eyes. I said, how long have you been blind? He said, for five years. I've lost my eyesight. He said, I was dry. I'm a truck driver, but I'm blind. I can't do anything. He was about 31 or two years old. And, and I put my hands in his eyes and said, Lord, now, Brother Jim anointed me that I'd see blind people heal, and I believe you, Lord. And I thank you. I remember when I took my hands out of his eyes, my thumbs, he said, hey, he said, I see light for the first time in five years. I said, let's pray again. I prayed the second time and took my thumbs off his eyes. And he said, hey, I see it, but there's many of you. I said, we, I told the pastor, Brother Garcia, I said, I, we got the victory now. I prayed the third time. And, and when I took my hands up, he said, he said, at first he called me Padre Sixto. And I said, no, 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 Padre Sixto. I said, Missionero, missionary. Oh, he said, pardon me, Missionero. He said, are there children playing out there in front of the, the we just had a roof. They hadn't finished the church. It was just a roof, actually. And out in the yard, you seen the kids playing in, in the street. He said, are they playing out there in the street? I said, yes, they're playing out in the street. He took off the running. He ran up and down the street yelling, I can see, I can see, I can hear. The neighbors came out. They came down to the church. They said, we've never seen anything like this. And I preached to the neighbors, and about 13 of them gave their hearts to the Lord. That church is still going today. And that was the first blind person that I'd ever had seen healed in my ministry. And so our Lord, he is great. Our Lord is mighty. Our Lord is glorious. And he changes the knot. And what he wants to do is to touch us. This morning, if you're real, you, you just reach out today. And and I'm going to, at the end of my sermon here, I'm going to be praying for you. But I I just still love to see Jesus heal people. Like last month when he healed that lady with the swollen gums and the jaw. And she couldn't eat, and the Lord instantly healed her. And it's just 
really, the Word of God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes a lot. Uh, I want to say the mysteries a lot of time we don't understand. And when's Christ coming back? What hour is he coming back? Well, that's a mystery. We say we're in the last days, and I believe that we're in the last days. I, I, when I became a missionary, oh, 60 years ago, and left the Campbell Church and pastored in Riverdale from 60 of June till June of uh, 62, and then left and went to Mexico as a missionary, uh, which is 58 some years ago. I felt that the Lord would probably come in my lifetime. But now I realize that I'll probably go home in the grave. Uh, and I go out and take flowers to Delilah's grave. And I say, honey, one day I'll be here alongside of you. There and bought the lot next to her and pour me in. And I said, someday I'll, I'll be here. And so I, I don't, I don't look for the Lord to come in the next three or four years, but he could. I thought years ago he'd come before it hit the year 2000. And many of us older people, we thought that too, that the Lord Jesus would come back. But we do realize we're in the last days. And why do we realize it? It's the way that the homosexual community today I watched the other day as two ladies on TV. They were on a quiz program, and they won, and they just hugged and kissed each other, and, and they felt, called themselves husband and wife. I said, back 30 years ago, you had never seen that. But we're in the last days, and, and we realize and know that, and realize that was the main thing that the Bible spoke in the last days would be the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And also building. I thought things would slow down and things would come to naught. But everywhere is still building. And uh, even though lumber is so high, yet they're still building homes. And we realize these are signs of the end time. But when is he coming? We can only look for him. And I'm ready to go when he comes. I told him the other day praying and uh, when I go out and visit Delilah to at the cemetery. I said, well, honey, one of these days I'll be here. If not, and he comes, I said, this old grave's going to open up and you're coming out of here. And I, I realized that, that no doubt Debbie also goes when she puts flowers on her husband's grave. She said, well, one day if he comes, I'll, I'll go up with him, but this old tomb is going to open too and you're going to come out of here and you're going to um, go home to heaven and we'll be with the Lord. This is the reality. And why did I know it's real? This leg that he healed me with that was paralyzed is still moving today, still taking me to preach. And if the doctor said I'd be paralyzed all my life, but Jesus came in. Jesus came down. And that's the Jesus we serve. He loves us today. He's a great Lord. He is a great Lord. He is fine. He is wonderful. He is truth. He is life. He changes not. He is the same yesterday. And we just realize and know 
that we may not know everything. We may have doubts on certain things. And I don't, I've been preaching now for over 60 years, but I don't know everything. And uh, many things that I don't understand in the scriptures, but I realize this, that you understand things as you grow in the depth of God. And when a person says, well, he knows it all, well, he don't know it all. I'll tell you what, he didn't know that Jesus Christ is going to sound that trumpet and gather us home. No way. We realize that we by faith look forward to that going home time. When it is, I don't know, but I want to tell you one thing. I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss it. All of the friends that down through the years that we've had there in Campbell, and I think of all of the wonderful friends that are now home in heaven, I, you might think, well, you know, Campbell Church is little now. It used to be when I was youth leader, Delilah and I, back in 19... 57 and 58, 59, before we went out to preach in 60. Well, we, all the time we ran almost 300 every service. And one time in my home, we had 88 young people at a, at a Christmas party, 88 young people in the home. And we think of those that have gone out and ministered and, and, uh, I go and preach at the Brother Sonny's church. Well, he was, he was the treasurer there at Camel Church for, for many years and came out to Texas and built the church. And all the people that he's led to the Lord, and I minister in his church, I still do. And, uh, and, and then, then my ministry that has brought in to the, the fold from 80 to 90,000 people. So little Campbell Church. You say, well, it hadn't done much. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's where we received the gospel. That's where God planted the seed. And that's where God sent us out. And God has used us. And, and uh, so I love the little Campbell Church. They is little. It used to be big. But I still love you people love that church. And, and uh, I appreciate so much your faithful support. And I, Brother Darren, my son, said, Dad, you tell him that in a few months I can... He was tied up. He's been tied up. Uh, we takes care of those twins so much, you know. Her, uh, Darren and Dr. Garda, they have those twins. They take care of but he's been tied up. He said, Dad, I want to go to Campbell one more time and greet all the people, too. So you tell them that the Lord willing, in three or four months, we'll try to get out there. And I, I want to tell you that spring comes, and the good Lord willing, we, I'd like to come out and be with you one more time in service. Uh, we don't know when the day, another day holds. Only the Lord knows that. But I'm still, still ministering the gospel, still preaching, still driving to the Bible school three days a week to teach the students. So, you know, God's good to me. God's good to me. And, and I just appreciate each one of you for your monthly support, the offering that you've given to me. And I thank you very much. Oh, you've, oh, you've been a blessing down through the years and, and God has been good to me. I go back and see all of the people that are in glory now that have backed me and prayed for me and supported me and all my friends there. 
at Campbell Church. They're now in heaven. Amen. And but one day we'll see them all. One day we'll be together. The joy, the mystery of going to heaven, the mystery of how it's going to be up there. How is the, my wife Delilah going to be? I often wonder. You know, when, when Christ spoke after he resurrected, they didn't know him. They saw him and from a distance, but when he told them, he said, if you got any fish there and all, and come and he already had the fire set on under some fish, he said, bring it. And what did John tell Peter? He said, that's the Lord. They didn't recognize his physical appearance, but they knew that voice. And I've often thought, as I've read the scriptures, will, will Delilah's body be different? Will I know her in heaven? And that that's also a mystery. And But one thing I will know is I'll know that voice when she says, Skipper. And the, the last, some of the last words she spoke to me, she said, Skipper, I love you. And I said, I love you, honey. And, and I'll know that voice, but that's a mystery. You know, are we going to be different in heaven? Are we going to be the same? There is such a wonderful future serving Jesus. We are going to rule and reign with him. We're going to abide with him. We're going to live with him. We're going to enjoy. I'll tell you, friend, if you don't know Jesus today, if you're there and disturbed and wonder if it's worth it going on, I'll tell you, it's worth it going on. It's worth all the, all every day I get up and tell God how good he's been to me and how I love him and how I adore him. And I just keep plugging on, plugging on. And keep preaching on, keep teaching Bible school on, and imparting unto the students what God has done for me and what God will do for them. So today, if you're having a little bit of problems in your life, and some of you are there, their kids are not saved, we're just going to pray in a minute. And I want Jesus to move upon your family. I want him to answer your prayer, save your kids, and... I just want God to touch those there that are ill this morning. They're not feeling well. I want the Lord to reach down and, and put his hand upon you. Just like he did last month when I prayed for that lady. She couldn't move her jaw. She couldn't move her gums. They're all swollen. She said I was in pain. But she said, I came to service because I helped direct the, the tambourine girls to play the praise team. She's one of the directors of that. She helps the 12 girls that do the, the praise team with the tambourines. And, and Brother Federal Church is a big church. He runs 600. And she, she helps that. And uh, she, she said, but Jesus came down and instantly, instantly touched my jaw, instantly healed my gums. And they just went right down. And I'm going to sit down and eat with you. I said, Yes, sir. I, she sat down there and ate a big plate bigger than I did. Or they get old, you don't eat much food. But the Lord done it. So right now, if you have a need within your body, just raise your hand and say, Lord, right now, Brother Skip's praying for me. But you're the Jesus that heals me. You're the Jesus that's alive. You're the Jesus that's forevermore. You're the Jesus that does not change. And oh, Lord Jesus, right now, 
lay your hand upon me. Lord, lay your hand right upon me and take away every pain, take away every every soreness, all that's been bothering me, Lord. Dear God, I ask you, Lord, if any is there today that's having problems with hearing, having problems in their body, if anyone's there with cancer, Lord, I ask you right now to lay your hand upon them. God, we ask you, dear God, to take away all the sickness, take away all, all of the problems in their bodies right now. Lay your hand upon them, Lord. We do thank thee, Jesus. We do praise thee, Jesus. You are our Redeemer and our Savior, and I glorify your name. Now, Jesus, I ask you for their loved ones. Lord, they have children that are good kids, but they do not serve you. And they say they don't have time to serve you. But I ask you right now to speak to their hearts. Speak to their grandchildren, Lord. Uh, speak to their hearts right now and lay your hand upon them and bring them in some way, somehow. Allow them to hear your voice. Holy Spirit, speak to them. Speak to them. Lord, right now we believe that you're going to save and redeem these grandchildren. Lord, and these children that are lost, you, you can touch them. No matter how hard the heart is, you can reach down and move upon them. I've seen you do it over and over again, Lord. You've done the work. Lord, we do praise you. We do glorify your name, Lord. Oh, Jesus, you are our King. You are our Savior. You are our Lord and Master. Oh, Jesus, I praise you this morning, dear God. We ask you to bless the Campbell Church, Lord. They've been faithful with me for years now. Many, many, the majority are in heaven. You started out helping me many years ago. But Lord, we realize, Heavenly Father, that they've been faithful in their prayers and their support. And Jesus, we do ask you to bless them. We ask you to put your hand upon them and bring them in new people because that church preaches truth. And Lord, there's so many churches that don't preach truth. And Lord, we ask you to bring them in, Lord, and reach out and touch them today. Reach out and touch them, Lord God. Bring in the harvest of souls, Lord, as we laugh, preach in these last days, Lord, your coming is at hand. Lord, I do ask you, Lord, right now, God, allow your hand to move upon each individual this morning in the Camel Church. Lord, touch them right now, and we thank you for it, Lord, and we glorify your name, Jesus. You are our King. You are our Redeemer. You are our Savior. And we praise you for all and give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise because thou art the Lord that alive is alive and lives forever. We thank you, Jesus, in thy name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I preached my 40 minutes sister Daily. I started at five, six minutes after announced a quarter to two, so I... I just trust that you enjoyed the presence of the Lord and felt God in the message. And I just ask God to continue to bless you and keep you. Bless each one as we realize time is running out and Christ is soon. To call. We wait for him to call us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Brother. Debbie or Donnie. Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? 
Can you hear me? What? Can you hear me? I can barely hear you. Okay, hold on just a second. Okay, thank you, Debbie, and I'll be calling you to, uh, and ask how everybody was and everyone else. Okay, thank you. We love you. Thank you so much. God bless you. We love you. And I will be out there in four or five months and minutes. We'll look forward to it. I promise that, okay? Okay, we'll look forward to it. Okay, I felt God. I did too. Yes, we did. Amen. Everybody's shaking their head. Yes. I got anointed. I felt his presence. Amen. Yes, we and did so too. I just trust that God will heal people and touch people there today as, as we felt his presence. Yes. God bless you now, Danny. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye bye. It's the word of God, so it has to be good. Would you stand with me this morning? We won't keep you any longer. Thank you to Don and Audrey for getting all the technology worked out so that we could hear him well. And, uh, I'm very thankful for that. Father, we just give you blessing and honor today. We give you power in the name of Jesus today. We ascribe it to your name, Lord. For the word says that all power was given to you. Lord, we ascribe it to you today. And I pray, oh God, that that power and blessing be shadowed upon each one here today, Lord, that we feel your presence as we go forth into the world, Lord, and share your word with those round about us, oh God. Bless and protect each one. Lord, I pray, I pray for the favor of God to dwell upon each and every one this morning, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen.